0: This insert is brought to you by Radio K-Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za. Hello, family and friends. I'm Renette Marburg, ready to meet with you on my program, Rise. On this program, we have honest and truthful conversations around family challenges relevant to you. Rise on Radio K Pulpit, 729 AM. Finding God's truth for a way forward together. Good afternoon, family and friends. And wow, thank you so much for joining us this afternoon on my program called Rise with Renette Myberg and on 729 AM. And we are so blessed to have a Jeanette Merve in our studios today, but she's a teacher at Fairmont High School. But we have got a very important and very relevant topic that we are going to talk about. And, you know, often as parents, we are in denial or, in, or lack the wisdom and knowledge when it comes to the challenges our children and students face at school. But the teachers are often the discoverer of these issues of in our children, so we're going to talk about the kind of different challenges that our children have. And as you know, we talk on my program. We often talk about issues and, and topics that don't really get covered on other on other programs. So I just want you to stay tuned and let us hear what Jeanette Vanimova is going to share with us. I'm going to introduce her straight after listening to "Known" by Torin Wells. Good afternoon, ladies and um, gentlemen, and thank you so much for joining us again this afternoon. Um, This afternoon we have Jeanette (laughs) Kandemurva uh, from Fairmont High School. She's an Afrikaans teacher there, and I'm going to just want to give you a little bit of a background of who she is. She teaches Afrikaans first additional language. For grade eights, to grade twelves, and she was just sharing what a full time job that is. <laughs> she's got so much extra work, um, and she's also involved in stage productions and manage, manages the golf team for sixteen years. I mean, that is what what an achievement. Um, in two thousand and fourteen, she was asked to start coordinating the scribes and the readers for the examinations, and she's also part of the school based support system and uh, support team that is responsible for the, to determining the support needs for our learners and she's primarily responsible for arranging individual assistance for learners and that is going to be our topic for today is that you know children often need a bit of extra attention at school and you know sometimes as parents we think that our children are just struggling for no reason and yet we don't because of the lack of knowledge we don't know and we don't know what we are looking at and Even the child doesn't even know what they are going through. So, Jeanette, thank you so much. You're going to share a few things that you as teachers um, can identify and help us with.
1: So, welcome. And thank you for being here with us today. Thank you, Renette, um, for inviting me. Good afternoon, all. Um, Yes, my teaching career stretched from 1988 when I started teaching in the Eastern Cape and then I landed up in Cape Town area after many years. And I've been teaching at Fairmont now for 19 years. So My I'm goodness. part of the establishment. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Very good one. <laughs> um, I'm teaching Afrikaans first additional language and trying to teach the English learners Afrikaans. Sometimes that's a big struggle, but it's interesting because Afrikaans gives us your, gives you an opportunity or language gives you an opportunity to, this, to explore other topics than just the academic side and through literature, you you reach or you touch onto many issues that learners are dealing with. That
0: they're dealing with. Okay, so that is obviously <laughs> because of, uh, you know, different uh, conditions and aspects of children struggling, um, you know, dyslexia and all that. So, Jeanette, you know, I just want you to share with us your journey as a teacher and, you know, how did you get, involved with this part of this extra need that children are are needing and I love the fact that there is a support group for these kind of students and that the mainstream uh, schools are actually offering it, you know, before the children would be placed into special schools and when it actually just needs a little bit of tweaking and just a, a, a individual attention. So if you can just share us, you know, share how you
1: got involved with this program. Um, The whole education system changed to the extent that we have all-inclusive education now. We do not have as many special needs schools any longer. So we have to accommodate learners with barriers and problems. Um, We have to accommodate them in mainstream education. Um, Now... Like many times in education, you get asked to do something that you don't know much about, so mm. in the end, you land up in a place where you think to yourself, Oh dear, what have I gotten myself in for? <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, so when I was asked to start coordinating the readers and scribes <clears throat> in 2014, um, we had 12 learners that needed individual assistance. Now it's grown into a huge thing yes. um, with uh, more or less 36 learners that need I- individual assistance by scribing. Now scribing is when the child, you read to the learner and you you literally write down, you become the hand that writes down the answer. Um, and the readers, some learners have reading disabilities and then the reader read the paper and they, the learner can answer the paper themselves, so you become the mouth that reads the, that reads the paper. So I became involved there and um, according to the white paper number 6 of June 2001, um, there must be a school-based support team that can actually recognize these problems in learners that are struggling.
0: Okay, great. And then, so, you know, but what has, uh, you actually sh- shared with some of the challenges that the children, and you actually asked some of your students yesterday. So, just give us what your, um, you know, uh, what did they say? I'd like to hear what they
1: said. Okay, now, if you if you go to the, um, the academic site, learners are, in, we all know that at the moment we are in this COVID-19 crisis situation that we are in. It creates a lot of anxiety and I always say I'm anxious about what's going to happen next and the learners are struggling with that too. So there are lots of emotional things happening. Um, I asked my grade 12 class, they are, They said that I must mention that. I asked them what are they seeing as challenges and then they said the whole test and exam situation, they do not always know how to handle that. Mm-hmm. And I, I know because there are lots of assessments that must happen and they must just cope. And then they said, and this was a something that I have to think about and l- sometimes look at yourself. They said there is a lack of enthusiasm, lack of enthusiasm from the teachers teaching their subjects. And that mm. is something that you problematic. must problematic. You must somehow motivate your learners to be interested in your subject. Um, mm. And that is, that is something. And then they said their programs are very full, especially now that this, the curriculum activity started again. They are struggling to juggle the academic side and the, the sport or cultural involvement side because we haven't had that for a while so yes. now they now they are struggling with that and then they say we must just remember that things happen at home oh yes parents lose their jobs people pass away so there are lots of issues that they are dealing with and those are the things that they came up with and mm. then we've got to do deal with peer pressure bullying um the fears that they have of um failure Lack of goals, pressure from parents, teachers themselves mm. um I think sometimes they're their worst enemies when yes. it comes to pressure okay that that's a mouth
0: that is really a huge, huge, huge obstacle that these young youngsters and youth are struggling with on a daily basis so um you know uh, I was so surprised, you know, after that workshop that we did recently uh, to, you know, with the, with the Department of Education, um, I just realized the magnitude of what the children are struggling with and of, and not just on the educational, but everything that comes with it. Because you know, when a child is struggling at school, like you said, the bullying comes um you know feeling like failure then they act out differently and uh you know obviously things are being said at home as well Mm. and then the pressures on them and you know plus they're having they either either you know many children are either academic or they sport they're not often both so that also adds pressure and uh so you know coming from the youth now that is a lot of challenges uh for a, a young person of uh you know between 10 15 uh 16 17 having to deal
1: with and it's such long days as well yes. so they're not having a life No, they're really struggling and they have to make decisions about what are they going to do in, in their yes. future yes and um i read a piece from a article about um gap years and things the other day and one of the learners in that specific um piece said that she was so busy in her matric year that she didn't have time to think about her future. Yeah. And then she realized, oh dear, what now? And she took a gap year. And then she got the direction. And she is after that, she could go and study. And she's, she's made a success of that. But we forget that at the age of 18, you must make huge decisions. Huge decisions. And there are lots of sites and things that are putting, people that are putting pressure on you. They want to know what are you going to do. Yes. And as you say, things happen uh,
0: financially, emotionally, physically, and then they've got the struggles of the actual processing of tests and assessments so um, you know I just want you to you know um, you know after the break we can just talk about the different kind of aspects that you often find now that possibly needs the extra extra help but as a school um, how are you becoming and partnering with with the students um, you know in in the support Uh, what what uh, services are you offering so that the kids can say okay you can contact a parent and say, "Look, this is what we've picked up um how this is how we can help, or is it normally do the children uh, the parents come to you
1: and say, Look what is going on? you know what is the, what is the process um, we normally we are in the in the situation where we contact the parents when we pick up something we'll contact the parent and we are in a privileged situation that we, have Im- we are employing two people that can counsel the learners. Not all schools have that facility, mm. but you can still contact the education department. They've got a, a, a team, a team of people that um, they've got social workers and psychologists that can assist you. But you must st- stand in a line somewhere because they, they work with a lot of different schools.
0: Okay. So it, okay. it
1: might take a bit longer to get. One of them to come and assist you. Okay, so that is that is a bit of a challenge yes, on its that own. Is. Okay,
0: but but there is help. There, the, is uh, help. there is help, yes. and I know that there's a lot of private entities that also help in in especially in education, yes. um, aftercare, yes. uh, where there's ways that a person can. So, would if you had to as a school, do you people have like, contacts of people that do that privately
1: as yes, well? Yes, we have a list of um, psychologists and. Out these occupational therapists that can assist, so you are you can get help and our, we've got the team of people working with this with these learners, and they actually can contact parents and tell parents these are the, the the issues that we are picking up let's sit together and talk about this because we I have more than one pillar that we have to stand on. We've got the parent, we've got the teacher, we've got the learner. And we have to discuss with the parent and the learner and the teacher how can we solve a problem, how can we help you to get to help so that we can actually not diagnose the issue but give the issue a name so that we can work with that and, see how, and figure out a plan to assist. Yes, because it's now not, and
0: some of the issues will be lifelong. Yes. So they yes. need to uh, learn and get the tools. Yes. Like it, it needs to be almost nipped in the bud hair hey, at an early stage.
1: Yes. So they can learn how to overcome it. The primary schools um, do a lot of these, they identify a lot of these problems early on. Okay. But some problems only start coming out Later, Later on, on mm. when they are busy maturing. So all of a sudden you've got a problem that you didn't have before. So you have to, to try and give them the tools to help. Okay, fantastic. But uh, we're going to just listen
0: to Bobby van Jarsveld first and, uh, but with a song called Thank You and we love him. Um, so we're going to listen to Bobby van Jarshvalt now, now um, because I really want to get into the the different kinds of conditions that, you know, and what, what are the different aspects, you know, that uh, children are facing, some common ones, and obviously there's some very, quite a few hidden ones that uh, we often don't acknowledge and identify and that we do not want to possibly even accept. So, but the best thing is to get the help that you need to get. Huh? So, Jeanette, we're going to continue with this conversation straight after this. Good afternoon and welcome to my program called RISE with Renit Maberg and we are discussing a very important and often not spoken about topic this afternoon. We are talking about the Problems and the challenges our children have at school educationally. And uh, we have Jeanette uh, Fanamova here in the studio with me, and she is an Afrikaans teacher, but she's got herself involved with a support uh, group that a team that really helps children that has, uh, uh, you know, uh, has challenges as far as uh, getting through the educational system. And she has given me such hope in how the government is even able to help us. And so she's going to share with us exactly the kind of different challenges. There's some common ones that we often have. Um, but I do want to encourage you as well um, to please WhatsApp us on 081-729-1657. Our telegram number is 81 729 Five They're both the same. Our SMS number is 37988. And please go and look on our Facebook page. Um, there's a lot of uh, activity there, uh, 729 K uh, Pulpit as well. A uh, lot of activity. Please go and join us and share your views and share what's happening in your life and interact with us. And uh, you, we also have a counselling department. You can contact us on 021-9177 triple O and you can press option one and we can see how we can possibly assist you. Um, But I would like to encourage you to please contact us uh, if you want to know anything more about our guests or our programming um, or anything that you'd like to um, participate in. These are the numbers that you can contact. But let us get get going on these questions. Um, You know, Jeanette, um, you know, we often don't know what we're looking at um you know when there's attention concentration problems dyslexia um i was horrified to see what a child with dyslexia actually looks at what the script actually looks like and i was just my heart was broken and so jeanette just give us the
1: idea what the children are struggling with um i firstly want to say that in this whole process we must always realize that all learners are different in some ways and they all have different learning needs and we have to give them all equal opportunities um, so that they can go through life and that we equip them accordingly. Um, we must enable them to participate in the learning process. Now, there are lots of things that actually get in the way of the learning process. Um and we are always, we are sometimes in a situation where we have to go and look a bit deeper than just what you see on the surface. Now, we all know there are the the, the obvious things like visual impairment and hearing impairment. Um, and most of the times those learners go to s- schools that are equipped for that problem. But then we have the attention deficit hyperactivity disorder, the ADHD, that we know about. We've got lots of learners on the autism spectrum disorder, ADS, uh, ASD. We have people with communication disorders. They do not know how to express themselves. And they sometimes just express themselves by using one word instead of a sentence, and you must make sense, a, of, you know, sense of what they're saying. So it, it is a problem. Then we get psychiatric di- diagnosis. Things happen to learners um, where they need psychiatric um, treatment. Um, and then we have medical disorders and chronic health conditions. We have diabetes. Um, and then the thing that I always fear during the rugby season, all the broken arms yes. <laughs> that I have to pay the <laughs> So that is a problem. So these are all things where we need to assist learners. And some of them take medication by the time that they get to a test at the end of the day, the medication's worked out. They become anxious. They can't sit still. Um, Some of them are what looking out the window. They're not there. They're sitting Mm -hmm. there, but they're not there. Um, So all these things must be managed managed by Mm -hmm. the learners. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that I sometimes find is when when you get a learner, you need this whole process that must be followed. We identify problems. Parents are aware of problems sometimes. They they notice these things. We make them aware of this. We contact them and say, you need to get your child to a psychologist to have him tested or her tested. Um, and then after that, and it's a lengthy process. This is not something that happens within a day. Um there are reports that must be handed in. Then we must contact the education department. We must apply so that these learners get certain concessions. so that they, and Concessions are the things in the end that help them to get either a scribe, a reader, extra time. There are lots of accommodations that we actually offer. But many of these things are already noticed in primary school. So they come to a high school with these things in place already. And we have to cater for every individual child to help them and actually to make the playing field equal for all of them. That is quite a challenge. That's quite a huge task.
0: Um, <laughs> and, and you know, to synchronize that between the parent and the teacher and the department and the student, because often the students even don't accept what is wrong yes. with them or they don't want to acknowledge that there's something wrong with them. And that must be quite a task as uh, to, to navigate that
1: into a successful process. Um, one of my big problems that I sometimes see is, Parents, when they take their child to a psychologist and they've, they've got a so-called diagnosis, then they, then they satisfy. Then they sit back and they say, oh, my child is this and that, so he won't do well in this subject. Or my child has that, and it's all right. Instead of doing something and then helping that child, equipping that, that child with the necessary tools to be able to cope with his so-called disability or his barrier to learning. And the the, the the taking a child to a psychologist, having a child tested, is just the beginning of the process. Because this child must go through life and make a success. Absolutely.
0: That is such profound, uh, you know, the lack of action that comes with, with the process. And it's normally... Uh, a lot of, again, as I said, a lack of acceptance. Yes, okay, label the child, but there are ways of n- working with the child and still making that child successful on par with the rest of the students. And, um, you know, giving them, t- coaching them to have the tools to cope with because some of these conditions are for lifelong.
1: Yes. You are born like that. <laughs> yes. And you, and will, you need you to need get the help. And, and I mean, Many of these barriers, it's not like a a disease that you have. You can cope with it. You can learn how to manage it. And yes, so we we must assist these learners to, in the end, do their work and and become and become and, and include them in, in society. Yeah, they must become productive.
0: They must become productive as students, mm. and that is so vital because you know they often get excluded, and just. Pushed aside and labelled, and that is so devastating for a young young person. Especially, like you said, in the in the formative years, it's okay, but it starts acting out and manifesting in the adulthood. So we're going to first listen to "Be Still, uh, Still and Be Still, My Still My Soul." Be still, my soul. Oh, I love this. I love Don Moon. So let us listen to that first, and then we're going to continue with this very important topic. My goodness, time is flying and thank you for joining us. I have Jeanette van der Merwe in my, the studio with us from Fairmont High School and she is just a wealth of information here now. So we're just so thankful that you came to join us today and I just realized there is just so much we need to cover. Um, so just tell us, you know, I'm so proud of the fact that we've got some help in the, the Department of Education that we're just not tapping into. But there was something else that you said very valid. What is the advice that you would give to your family to say about you can
1: carry on? <laughs> <laughs> um, oh yes. Um, being a teacher that teaches Afrikaans doesn't matter if you teach English or Afrikaans or what language you are teaching. One of the most important things, not only for languages is that learners must learn how to read because that is a lifelong long skill. If you cannot read, you cannot do anything. So please. Parents must please focus on the fact that their learners must be able to read and understand what they are reading. And my motto (laughs) is that if you've got a book in front of you, it's worth nothing if you do not open it. So that is something that we must always keep in mind. Even a small little paragraph that you read is better than doing nothing. Exactly. And the process. And we think that we're reading computers
0: and that. That was something else that you really surprised me with. Um, the fact that
1: we are actually not reading properly when we're reading on a computer. Yeah, when you when you read on a computer, you, you, your eyes follow the middle third of the computer and your brain fills in the rest. So you don't really read the way you normally read in a book from yes. left to right and when you have the paper in your hand. Sometimes you have to feel that book, smell that book, to actually be able to read a book. Mm. And that is where the, the, you know,
0: it's so um, uh, relevant because that is what, as you said, it's a tool that needs to be accessed for the rest of your life. And that is actually what makes us successful, is how we we take our knowledge. And it's by reading, not on social media, (laughs) but… (laughs) <laughs> yes, that's another topic for another And But body. we are definitely <laughs> going to cover that as well. Um, so just tell us, what is the D- Department of Education? What is it that they're offering us right now?
1: Um, at the moment, we are dealing with lots of different issues learners can get um, when they're anxious, when they are struggling. The first thing that we normally offer as a concession, um, and we have to apply for that, is extra time per hour when learners write a test or exams. So they can get 5 minutes, 10 minutes, 15 minutes, um, extra per hour, and that sometimes just gives them that little bit of breathing space, relaxing, Mm. not being so anxious that I'm not going to be able to finish my paper. And that helps a lot. Um, Then you get what we call a reading concession, and that is where learner cannot really read um, and there must be someone that reads the paper to that learner. Then we get the scribe concession where the person literally writes down verbatim what the learner is saying. In the old days we talked about doing your, your test or your exam orally. That's literally what's happening. So there's someone that writes down what you say. Then in certain cases when we have learners that got, that's got a handwriting that you really cannot read. And even they can make use of a scribe and it's terrible to see how horribly <laughs> bad some people write. You cannot read it. And they can sometimes make use of a computer to mm. to 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 answer their, their papers. Then with speci- specifically with children that's got a attention deficit disorder, they can get a prompter just to keep them focused. focused. Because mm. they start they tend to wonder. And or they sometimes with children that are have um, that become a bit um, obsessive, they can't if they can't write down an answer, they can't make progress. So you have to somehow prompt them just to keep going and focus and just re, I mean get to the through the old paper. Something that people aren't always aware of is that there are adapted papers. Um, mm. All the matric papers at the in the final exams can be put into braille for the, for the um, people with um, sight impairments. Um, there can be large print papers for those people that are not, um, cannot see properly. There are even adapted language papers for the deaf because they do not always experience language in the same way that we do. Then in certain cases, we get papers that are printed on different colored papers
0: Mm a pages
1: because that learner can only read when something is printed, for instance on yellow. And you we apply for these specific adapted papers and they they must accommodate all the learners. So these things are in place for for our learners to assist them. Now something that we must just remember is that all those papers are at the same standard as the original paper that all the other metrics are going to write. Which is wonderful. Yes. But they're getting help at least for their condition.
0: So they're not excluded, no. Not, not at all. side uh, sidestepped or disregarded. They're included in the system.
1: Yes, and when, wonderful. When they pass metric, their marks are just as valid as the other metric that Fantastic. didn't make use of uh, adapted paper.
0: That is such good news because, you know, we often don't realize that there is help. And, uh, you know, at the end of the day, um, you know, just get that inf- information, that informed. See what your school is offering. Um, see, and if you don't, there, are, there is, as you said, other forms of uh, assistance that can navigate these kind of problems. Um, because at the end of the day, each child has a purpose and a plan. God has such a purpose and a plan for each child, uh, for, for their success. And nobody needs to be left behind. And that is what the Lord has just really encouraged me to really get into this uh, particular topic that so many children feel that they're tagged, labeled, and disadvantaged, and they're actually not because they are actually super bright. They just have a little um, aspect of them that hinders them in, in who they actually uh, can become.
1: Yes, we are all different. We we work differently. We our all brains ride differently. We, <laughs> our brains work differently. Mm. We we're not really yeah. normal. Well, what is the norm for normal? Exactly. So we have to we have to um, accommodate everyone yes, and to yes. help everyone along.
0: So what would you suggest? Just give us an idea of, you know, well, how would you think that. Um, parents, at this point, what you know, what must they be aware of? In just in a sense of, like, do you speak to your child first and see if they actually have? What do they think? I mean, I love the fact that you ask your students, you know, what are the challenges and and you know, how do we communicate this to our children? And because sometimes they don't even know that they're having the problem, and
1: when yet you're seeing the problem. But you don't actually know how to identify it. Um, parents must open their eyes and they must notice things. And they must have conversations with their children. And I think that's one of the biggest problems. When you want to see a parent and you say bring the t- child along, then they say no, it's got nothing to do with him or her. Mm-hmm. But the child is in the end the focus that must be He's in the equation. Yeah. He's actually the most important part. And we must somehow work out a plan to assist this child. And this is where parent,
0: teacher, mm. school, student all need to play the game yes. as well for the yes. success of them themselves at the end of the day to keep them motivated and focused. It's just amazing. Thank you so much for really encouraging us on, on you know, the fact that there is help, you know, and uh, directing us that there is help and that we're needing to really lock into uh, listening to our children, spending time with them. I know the world is busy and we're all navigating different things in our world. Please, family and friends out there, be vigilant with your children, so that you don't, that you eat the fruits of their success eventually. You need to work with them. You need to understand who they are, accept who they are, work with who they are. Um, Each child is such a gift to us, and the Lord has given us a responsibility to work and walk with them, with whatever their needs are. And it's such a, uh, it's you know, sometimes we just don't want to um, accept what's happening with them, but we know that they are so specially wired according to God's hand who created them in the first place. So I just want to encourage you, and Jeanette, thank you so much. Thank you so much for being with us today. You've been an absolute gem. I'm definitely gonna call on you for the whole social media aspect and all the issues that children are struggling with in the world. You know, these other things that we discussed earlier on about things happening at, at home, how do we um, manage that as well? So we will definitely have a further conversation on the, you know, it's, it's, it's the most important part of each child's day and each family's day is our education and how are we coping physically, emotionally, on all aspects. So I just want to say I value your input and impartation today and thank you for being there for our children. Thank you for taking care of them. Thank you for loving them and being... Uh, an absolute gem in everything that you do so excellently. May God bless you.
1: Thank you, Renette. Thank you for being there for me too at the school. (laughs) Because what she didn't say is that she is one of my scribes that assist at Fairmont High School. (laughs) And she is one of the wonderful people that we cannot go without. Oh, pleasure. No, it's just I love it. And
0: that is why I know I see my heart is for our youngsters and we need to help them as best as we can. And I'm glad I'm this side of it. And I'm happy to say that the schools and the Department of Education and um, that your school actually, Fairmont, actually offers this kind of help and assistance. Um, it's wonderful. So please go and ask your schools, um, even if you can motivate a school to maybe look at these kind of um, uh, help that we can offer our youngsters so that they can be wonderful and successful and uh, uh, for the for the next generation that is what we are needing is successful and uh, proud new generation so i just want to thank you thank you for joining me on this beautiful sunny day and we hope to see you next week look after yourself stick to the rules and be safe and we will see you next week Goodbye. Thank you, Janet. God bless. Thank you. (laughs) This insert was brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 AM. Please visit kpulpit.co.za.